For years, the American public has been victimized by the so-called cinematic geniuses, telling us time and again to see inferior movies, leaving us bitter and lost with no one return. But no more! This travesty of justice cannot and will not continue, because we now have the Cinema Judge! Hello and welcome to the Cinema Judge. To all my regulars, welcome back. If you're a first-time listener, I hope you enjoy the show. Now approach the bench today. We have the film version of the Tony and Grammy Award winning musical, Dear Evan Hansen. Now here's a story in a nutshell. Now this story, it's about a high school senior with social anxiety disorder in his journey of self-discovery and the acceptance of the suicide of his fellow classmate. Now here's a trailer for Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen is a musical love letter to all those who feel alone. Have you been doing those letters to yourself with Dr. Sherman? I've been trying to. Dear Evan Hansen, today is going to be an amazing day, and here's why. Because today, all you have to do is just be yourself. But also confident, that's, that's important. And interesting, easy to talk to, approachable. But mostly just be yourself, you know, that's number one, obviously. Be yourself, but like a confident version of yourself. I've learned to slam on the brake Before I even turn the key Before I make the mistake Before I lead with the worst of me Give them no reason to stare No slipping up if you slip away so I got nothing to share No, I got nothing to say Would you want to sign my cast? Because we're friends and- We're family, friends, Evan Would anyone even notice if I just disappeared tomorrow? Sincerely, your best and most dearest friend, me Um, no one signed your cast Now we can both pretend we are friends Uh, dear Evan Hansen yeah, 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 that's mine. I'll, I'll, I'll just take it. Wait, I really, I need that back. Please don't show it to anyone. On the outside, always looking in. Will I ever be more than I've always been? Cause I'm tap, tap, tapping on the glass. I'm waving through a window. I try to speak, but nobody can hear. So I wait around for an answer to appear. While I'm watch, watch, watching people pass. I'm waving through a window. Connor took a letter from me and it was an assignment from my therapist. Ew. Connor Murphy's mother and stepfather here to see you. Connor wanted you to have this. Dear Evan Hansen, he wrote it to you. His last words. Connor took his own life. He won. I'm sorry Connor didn't write this. No, no, no. Please. And we didn't think Connor had any friends. I mean, you really gonna tell these people that the only thing they have left of their son is a letter that you wrote to yourself? So, you and Connor, tell us something, please, Evan. Right. Um, I started talking and you couldn't stop. They didn't want me to stop. I'm putting together a memorial service. If you wanted to do something. Connor showed me that, that I wasn't alone. Nobody is. I wish we could have given that to him. Do you ever really crash or even make a sound? 
People started sharing it. It's everywhere. I don't understand what happened. You did. I even make a sound. It's like I never made a sound. Will I ever make a sound? On the outside, always looking in. A lot of people feel like us. People that you wouldn't think. You don't know how much you've given my family and me. Are you lying to all these people? I never thought that it would go this far. I was trying to help. Watch, watch, watching people pass. If you knew who I am. Can anybody see? Just how broken I am. I already know you. Now, coming up next, we're going to have several featurettes. Now, if you're a first-time listener, I'm going to break this down for you really quick. The studios, they often send us these little pre-packaged little vignettes focusing on one particular topic in within the movie. And they intersplice that with scenes from the movie and all these kind of things. So there's about four of them I'm going to play here for you. And in this one, they talk generally about just the, what the story's about and why they chose to do it. And you're going to hear from people like Julianne Moore. Ben Platt, and Amy Adams, just to name a few. Because right off the bat, this movie is just loaded with extreme talent. So this featurette talks just a little bit more about the story. Evan Hansen's been in my life for about six years. I've learned to slam on the brake before I even turn the key. I don't think anyone could anticipate that something would be a cultural phenomenon or would permeate things other than just the theater community and would ultimately become a major motion picture. Step out, step out of the sun because you've learned, because you've learned. When you're falling in a forest and there's nobody around. Evan struggles with anxiety and a bit of depression. He is very lost and has a lot of difficulty connecting. Um, no one signed your cast. Now we can both pretend we are friends. I remember when I first saw Dear Evan Hansen, how surprised I was, how emotional it is. I got an email from your school about that boy, Connor Murphy. Connor took his own life. He what? We didn't think Connor had any friends. And then we see this. It seems to suggest that you were his best friend. Being a part of this has meant so much to me. I was initially so moved when I saw it on stage. There's so many people who need to see Evan's story. So, you and Connor, tell us something. Um. Were you ever actually friends with him? Maybe you should tell him the truth. I tried, but once I started, I just couldn't stop. Connor showed me that, that I wasn't alone. Nobody is. So, let that lonely feeling wash away. Maybe there's a reason to believe you'll be okay. One of the more beautiful things about the whole Evan Hansen experience at large has been watching fans giving it a life of its own. Tattoos even of lyrics and open letters about how it's affected their family relationships and their love of themselves. I think it struck a nerve because it's true to our lives. It's real, it's authentic. And it allows us to feel less alone. You will be found. With the film, 
people will continue to latch on to parts and characters and songs and incorporate it in their lives and make it their own, it's so clearly going to live on, whether it's girls who connect to Zoe or parents who feel seen by the Murphys or single mothers who feel seen by Heidi. Oftentimes, the moment that we're in feels like the only moment that will ever exist. But that's not the case. In the next featurette, we're going to hear from Ben Pratt, and he's going to talk about how he felt when he first auditioned for this play, now movie. And we're also going to hear from several other cast members talking about how what a great performance he puts on. My name's Ben Platt. I am Evan Hansen in the film and previously in the musical of Dear Evan Hansen. And when you're broken on the ground, you will be found. When I went into that first reading, I immediately felt this sort of strange synergy with this character of Evan, and here we are. Because <laughs> when you don't feel strong enough to stand, you can reach Reach out your hand. What that guy does with his voice, it's just, it's crazy. I don't know how the hell you do it. I can remember seeing his Broadway performance and he was so original and so alive. I just felt him putting every fiber of his love for this character. When I saw how many people saw themselves in Evan and how connected people felt to him, I felt so relieved that somebody with such anxiousness could have so much love and connection from people. It made me feel I could embrace my own strangeness and weirdness and queerness. Even just seeing him, like, just like want to go up to him and hug him, like tell him it's going to be okay. When you're broken on the ground, Now we have an opportunity to show it to a huge number of people that would never have been able to see it on stage. I'm very grateful for that. Now, coming up next, we're going to hear from more cast members, and they're going to talk a little bit more about how important this movie is and how proud they are that they are a part of it. I'm so grateful to be a part of this amazing film, Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen, today is going to be an amazing day, and here's why. I was initially so moved by this story when I saw it on stage and thought, if I can ever be a part of bringing this to screen so it can reach so many more people, I want to be a part of that. I've learned to slam on the brake before I even turn the key. It really is about, you know, what it means to be a young person today at a time when you don't always know who you are, but it really represents the parents' point of view as well. Have you been doing those letters to yourself with Dr. Sherman? I've been trying to. Your kids are little for so long, and then adolescence is really short. There's a lot that you're going through as a parent when you're trying to gauge, like, what they need from you. It's very challenging, and I think that this film really speaks to that. Connor's mother and stepfather here to see you. Playing Cynthia was a really interesting character to dive into, and you really do just meet her inside of sort of the worst time in her life. Connor took his own life. He won. I don't think I've cried ever so much on set, so um, when when I'm not on camera. I think my being a mother and being a mother to teenagers, too, you know, I think that experience gives you much more to work with. Maybe there's a reason to believe you'll be okay. That speech you gave. I'm proud of you. 
Now, this next featurette is really kind of fun. It's kind of like one of those behind-the-scenes casting-type things that goes on behind, you know, closed doors. In this next one, this one's primarily about Colton Ryan, the guy who plays Connor, the young man who commits suicide in this film. Originally, he was like the understudy for everybody in the original musical. This is really a, this. I like this one. Check it out. Colton was my original standby on Broadway before we opened Dear Evan Hansen. And he was as young as can be. I felt quite young at that stage, and he was even younger. And we were throwing him into a really difficult position where he was not only my standby, but he was covering the characters of Connor and Jared as well. And I think everybody noticed right away how special he was. When I was an understudy for the show, I was supposed to understudy all three boys, Evan, Connor, and Jared. And I knew all the songs at the back of my hand. It was a great gig, but I was always just like a voyeur. And I dreamed of being in the same space with them. So when this finally came back around and I saw his name for Connor, I just had an inkling and and a feeling that that was exactly where this circle was kind of meant to close. And on a selfish level, I was just so thrilled to have someone who I love as a friend. I got to know the DNA of the show so much that to come back to it and all of a sudden now I will be intrinsically a part of the DNA. That's just so priceless to me. Now from the red carpet, we have an interview from the director and he talks about what he hopes the audience takes away from this film. I want audiences fun across the board, any age, any gender, you name it. I want them to take away a sense of, of hope, understanding. I want them to feel seen and respected. Uh, we have all been through hell and back. We all know it. And so for me, um, Dear Evan Hansen is part of the solution. It's part of the antidote for what we've all been through. I'm so proud to have directed this movie. I didn't write it. I love the writing. I love the songs. This cast is superlative. So I just hope that that the audiences, the kids that we made it for, and their families who love them, I hope that they see themselves in this story, and I hope that they they can move forward with with a lot more hope than they had two hours before. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Ben Platt, who plays Evan Hansen. He's going to talk a little bit more about the story. Evan finds himself in this very tricky situation where um, a note that he's written to himself uh, as an assignment from a therapist is misconstrued as a suicide letter written by a fellow classmate of his that commits suicide. Um, and so the parents of the the, the, um, the student, Connor, who has passed away, assume that Evan was their son's best friend based on this letter. And while Evan at first tries to sort of deny it and, and be truthful, he immediately is pulled in by this family of the Murphys who are so in need of comfort and connection, having lost their son, uh, as is Evan. And so this family and Evan kind of find exactly what they're looking for in each other. And through this lie and through sort of allowing this lie to continue, Evan finally kind of grows into who he is and becomes more open and more emotionally connective and feels seen in a way he never has before. Now we're going to play a clip for you next. Now in this clip, we have Julianne Moore, who plays the mother of Evan Hansen. Now in this, you know, they're all getting ready for work and school. Things are happening and she's trying to convince them, hey, you got to break the ice. You got to get out there. You, you got to keep doing what the doctor is telling you to do. You know, write your letters to yourself and all that kind of stuff. And he's all nervous and everything like that. So it's just that building up of the situation before he goes off to school. So here's a scene from Dear Evan Hansen. So you just didn't eat last night? I wasn't hungry. You're a senior in high school. You need to be able to order dinner for yourself. You can do it all online. You don't have to talk to anybody. Okay, well, that's not that's not true, actually, though, because um, the credit card's expired, so you have to meet the delivery person at the door. You know, you have to pay them with cash at the door. You have to greet them. You know, you have to figure out the right, the right, um, the, the proper greeting. Okay. 
This is what you're supposed to be working on, sweetheart, with Dr. Sherman. Have you been doing those letters he wants you to do? Dear Evan Hansen. I mean, I'm definitely, I, I've been trying to. Those letters are important, honey. You have to keep working. You can't go back to where you were last year, right? Um, you have an appointment this afternoon. I'm working until six, so you're gonna have to take the bus. Hey, I thought you could go around and ask all the other kids to sign your cast. Perfect icebreaker, right? Colton Ryan, who plays Connor, is up next, and he talks about why this movie affects people. This is just a great interview. I think Dear Evan Hansen affects people because it understands the way that we think we're unique in feeling alone and doesn't want to ever shy away from that or ask people to to, to even be alone in, in watching it. It asks you to just fully be there and with Evan, with other people in communion and just sort of understand that like, you aren't unique in that way. You don't, you don't have to feel like in a time where especially we feel more alone than ever, like that, that you're the only one going through that, which is such like a generous thing. I think it's letting people have that like relief of knowing it's not just, it's not just you. It's hard. And that's, that's the show to me. And it's, I mean, it's still, it, I still like, I still cry watching it, you know? So, so sometimes, sometimes some, something's just punching the gut, you know? <laughs> now we're going to play a clip for you up. Now in this clip, Evan is making a copy of said letter that he was told to write about himself by the doctor. Well, that's when Connor finds it. He goes, Hey, are you writing this about my sister? Are you trying to get me upset? So they get in a little bit of a fight. Connor runs out in the hallway. Evan runs after him and he says, Hey, please give this back to me. You know, and Connor pushes him down and he storms away. That's the scene in a nutshell. Check it out. All right, dear Evan Hansen, here you go. Yeah, yeah that's mine. That's mine. I'll, I can take it. Sorry. Because there's Zoe. Is this about my sister? What? No, no. Who's, who's your sister? You wanted me to find this? What? You saw I was here. So you started writing this and you started talking to me. No, no, you started So that I would read some creepy about my sister and freak out. Right? Why would I do so that? So then you can tell everyone that I'm crazy. Right? Right? Gentlemen. Look, I really... Look, I really need that back. So can, look, can you please just give it back? <clears throat> just, just please don't show it to anyone. Amanda Stenberg, who plays Elena Beck, talks about her character. She's this overachiever who's constantly moving, constantly pushing herself harder and harder and harder. And oftentimes the reason why she's pushing so hard or refusing to slow down is because she's afraid of what will happen when she stops and everything catches up to her. Or she's afraid that if she's not beyond perfect, not just perfect, but beyond perfect, then she won't be loved or accepted or respected by the people around her. Now, coming up next, we're going to have a scene from this film. Now, in the scene, we have Amanda Stenberg, who plays Alina. She's talking to Evan. They're sitting outside at nighttime on a swing set and having a conversation. You know, you don't really act like a depressed sort of person. There are a lot of people who feel like us. People that you wouldn't think. 
You ever look at all the people who seem to know exactly how to be? You think they don't need piles of prescriptions to function naturally? Well, look again and you might catch it. Just stay a minute more. There's this little moment after the sunny smile as their eyes fall to the floor. The anonymous ones never let you see the ache they carry. All of those anonymous ones never name that quiet pain they bury. We're going to hear next from Nick Dodani, who plays Jared. And he's going to talk about how important this movie really is. Everyone knows someone or is that someone who struggles with mental health and depression and anxiety and takes medication and goes to therapy and struggles with with who they are and how they fit into the world. I certainly have and still do. I'm talking to my therapist like pretty soon. Um, and it's just so special to be a part of a movie that kind of tackles it head on uh, with with joy um, but also with sadness, with gravity, and um, with authenticity. It feels, it, it, it's just such a, it's such a real thing. What Evan goes through, what Connor goes through, what Jared goes through, what Alana goes through, what the parents go through. I mean, everyone is, has their own struggle, and that's just so true to life. And I hope that what people take away from it when they see it is that you are not alone. Now approaching the bench next, we have another scene. Now in this clip, we have Jared and Evan, they're outside for a gym class. They're at the track and field area. And Jared is just trying to tell him, you got to stop this. Why did you keep going on with this? You can't keep going on with this lie. And then Evan is just trying to tell him, hey, it got out of control. I, I couldn't stop it. Now the mother thinks that we were emailing each other back and forth. And of course, Evan wants to have Jared write them up for him. It's just really kind of a fun scene. I mean, do you think you were lovers? You realize that, right? Oh, my God. I thought you were going to tell him the truth. I, I, I tried, but then I just, I got nervous and I started talking. And then once I started, I just couldn't stop. They didn't want me to stop. What else did you say to them? His mom thinks that we wrote emails to each other. Oh, perfect. She thinks he had like secret accounts? Ha, yes. Secret email accounts. That's what all the cool kids are doing. Hanson, Kelwani, pick it up. No, thank you. What was that? I said thank you for the encouragement. Fascist. She wants to see the emails. And now you want me to make a bunch of fake emails for you. Classic. You know how to do that? It's simple coding. We fail coding. You consider a D minus failing. Up next, we're going to hear from Caitlin Dever. And she's going to talk about how much she would really like to be more like her character. Zoe is actually a woman that I would, I, I aspire to be. She's the kind of girl that sort of really doesn't care what anybody thinks. But I think I pulled a lot from, you know, my, my, high school life and and those anxieties and those pressures you feel as a as a a teenager figuring out who you are and and what your place is in the world and and realizing later now um you're still figuring out who you are and I don't know if that'll ever change we're going to hear next from Ben Platt who plays Evan in this interview he talks about how much he enjoyed working with Caitlin from a creative standpoint it was just 
an incredible joy to work with her and to feel so grounded by how authentic she is. She is like relentlessly real and authentic in her performance and in a, in a really effortless way that I try to learn from. And, um, and, and she was an incredible scene partner in trying to demodulate some of it from the stage to the screen. Uh, many times all I had to do was match Caitlin's texture and just be present with her. And she helped to, to achieve so much of that just from her performance. On top of which, she's going to reveal to many people who don't know how beautiful of a voice she has and how musical she is and how extraordinary her singing and live singing are, which I think uh, I'm just like, incredibly excited for people to see because she's she's just brilliant. Caitlin Dever is up next, and she talks about how this movie is for everybody. It's one of those stories that's for really kind of everybody, whether you're a father or a mother or a sister or a friend, or if you are dealing with anxiety or if you're feeling alone or isolated or if you're grieving, you know, I think there's a character in this story for everybody. But I think what struck a nerve with so many people is that it really allowed people to feel seen and feel heard for the first time. Um, it's, It's really, really powerful. And that's one of the many reasons why I wanted to be a part of it. We have another scene for you. Now, in this scene, we have Evan and Zoe. They're just sitting in the kitchen and just having a a fun conversation. Just be glad we get to have real ice cream. (laughs) My mom was Buddhist last year, so we couldn't have any animal products. She was um, Buddhist last year, but not this year? Yep. That's sort of what she does. She gets into a lot of different things. Mm. For a while, it was Pilates, The Secret, Buddhism. Etc. It's cool that she's interested in so much different stuff. Yeah, she's not, though. That's just what happens when you're rich and you don't have a job. You get a little crazy. <laughs> well, my mom always says it's better to be rich than poor. So. Yeah, well, your mom's probably never been rich then. Yeah, you've probably never been poor. Oh, my God, I can't believe I just said that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize you were capable of saying something that wasn't nice. I'm, I'm not. I'm really sorry. You really don't have to keep saying that. You want to say it again? Yeah, very much so, I do. (laughs) We're going to hear next from Amy Adams. She's the mother of the boy who commits suicide in this film, and she talks more about her character. So much of her need and her desire to see her son through Evan's eyes is what fuels Evan's whole lie. So there has to be just so much need and grief coming from her. And you really do just dive in at the beginning, and you meet her inside of... um, sort of the worst time in her life. And um, so that was, it was, it was challenging in that way, but also really beautiful to get to play somebody um, who believed so deeply in her son's potential. In our next clip, we have Amy Adams talking to Evan before going to the funeral of her son. I thought that uh, you could wear this to the memorial. For your speech. Oh, I'm not. I, I, I wasn't. I'm, I'm not speaking. Why not? Well, I. I just don't think. Um, I Me, mean, most people think that I'm not that cool of a person, so nobody wants to hear from me. Well, if that's what. Most people think. Sounds like most people don't know you very well. (laughs) 
didn't know Connor either. He never bothered. Ben Platt is up next, and he's going to talk more about his character and how they had to walk that line of not having you hate the character for maintaining this lie. It's really a cool interview. I think something that's really important for the entirety of the film uh, is really understanding Evan's perspective and where Evan's coming from so that you never sort of turn against him. And I think a huge part of that is getting to feel the joy that Evan does feel within this lie and allowing us to feel his triumphs when they do come, however messy and sort of complicated they may be. I think in order to have that arrival of emotion and catharsis at the end, you really need to feel that uplift and that joy that Evan feels before it all comes crashing down. We're going to hear next from the director. This is a really good interview. He talks about directing a musical, but now I'll just make it into a movie. Because when you're watching it as a musical on stage, there's so much going on where you can't see always every reaction. And he explains how he was able to capture those moments so we could see it all happening. With cinema, you get to have close-ups. You get to direct the eye, and you get to really carve out moments for the characters. I'd seen those, the, the show many times. Broadway, I saw it in Los Angeles. And depending on where you were looking, let's say during a moment like You Will Be Found, um, if, you look at, if you look stage left, you're not seeing Larry Murphy um, having a breakdown. If you look stage right, you're not seeing Zoe over here. So Michael Greif did an amazing job of staging it, but there are all these moments that I got to carve out uh, visually to give every character his or her moment. It was very exciting to do. Coming up next, we'll hear from Ben Platt, who plays Evan, talking about the director. What I really appreciated about Stephen Chbosky was his openness uh, and kind of ability to connect with me and and ask me what I needed from an emotional standpoint and from a performance standpoint. I think he had a real awareness that this was a character that had become um, really beloved and and that I had a really deep understanding of. Coming up next, we're going to play another clip from this film. Now, in this scene, Evan Hansen is up on stage in front of the whole people, and he's singing a song. It's pretty much self-explanatory, but check it out. Let that lonely feeling wash away Maybe there's a reason to believe you'll be okay Cause when you don't feel strong enough to stand you can reach, reach out your hand And oh, someone will come running And I know they'll take you home Even when the dark comes crashing through When you need a friend to carry you and when you're broken on the ground, you will be found. Now, coming up next, we're going to hear from the director from the red carpet. And he was asked, what would the younger you think of you at this moment in time? And also then he was asked about Ben Platt. So my high school self, uh, when I was a senior, I played, perhaps you heard, Mr. Bundles and, and Annie. I was, I was truly mediocre. And... Uh, so, so my high school self, that, that, that 
took a trip to New York for the for the first time, saw a Broadway show with my thespian troupe. It was a weekend, Starlight Express, Chorus Line, Les Mis, and Into the Woods. Like my 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 musical high school self would be losing his mind right now. Well, I, I think first and foremost to see Ben Platt reprise the role. He's such a he's he's like a generational talent. I've never seen anything quite like it in the musical theater world, per, like up close and personal as him. So that'd be number one. But fundamentally, I think because I'm one of them, I'm a huge fan of this show. That I made it from a place of love of the show. I think they're going to, uh, I hope, feel that the show was very well represented and very well adapted. We, we, we had great care to do this. And, and the, the rest of the, uh, the cast is so fantastic. I just, I just, I don't know. I think they're going to be very, very happy. Coming up next, we'll hear from Ben Platt, also from the red carpet, and he was asked what he hopes audiences will get out of this film. I can't wait for people to see the the developments and the elaboration and the changes that are in the film. You know, it's it's very much true to the stage piece, and it's a really beautiful cinematic kind of a filter and adaptation of the story. And all of the kind of big moments and pieces are there, but the two kind of major developments, this character of Alana and the way that that's been, you know, developed in detail for um, for Amanda Stenberg and her new song and then also there's a, a bit of a more detailed third act of the film when Evan starts to work towards forgiveness and healing after he's admitted his lie. I think those two new developments are going to be really exciting and satisfying for fans to see. Okay now remember at the beginning of this episode where I had all these those featurettes? Well I have another one and I really couldn't fit it in anywhere and I didn't really know what they were trying to say with it but I think I, I might be way off base on this one but I think when they did these interviews about on this particular one, they said, why is today going to be a good day? I think. I don't know. So what you're going to hear now is just a bunch of the cast members talking about why today is going to be a great day or something of that nature. It's just fun and lighthearted for such a heavy movie. It's just kind of fun to have a, a light little piece. So here's that beach red I was telling you about. Dear Ben Platt. Dear Nick O'Donnell. Dear Colton Ryan. Dear Caitlin Deaver. Dear We've been way too out of touch. Today is going to be a good day. No, an amazing day. And here's why. Today, the sun is out and shining. I had something on my calendar. (laughs) Today, you're going to get to shoot the graduation scene in Dear Evan Hansen and relive high school. Well, anyway. Today, we are headed towards a better time as the world starts to reawaken and we can start to connect with each other again. Sincerely, sincerely me. Sincerely me. Sincerely me. Well, I hope you enjoyed our look into Dear Evan Hansen. Now, if you guys have any questions, comments, ways to improve the show, feel free to email me at cinemajudge at hotmail.com. I can't improve unless I know how to fix it. So feel free to let me know. But now if you want to watch the TV version of this, this one actually had a lot of great footage and a lot of like B-roll type things during those featurettes. So if you want to watch the TV version of this, go to Bloomington, Minnesota's webpage. That's BLM as in Bloomington dot MN backward slash BTV dash shows and type in Cinema Judge. And a whole bunch of shows will show up. I've been doing this show now for 20 years in Bloomington, Minnesota, but there won't be 20 years worth. But there's a few out there on demand to watch whenever you want, 24 hours a day. But now that's it for Evan Hansen News or any more interviews. 
everything from here on out is me thanking listeners and just other things I have to say or talk about. So you won't be missing anything if you just stop it now. But for those who like to hear about me thanking you or just other things we talk about, that's what comes up next. I really appreciate you guys stopping in. For all of you all around the world, I hope my voice finds you well or that you're getting there. For those listening in your car, going to or from work, I enjoy the ride with you. Just you keep the eye, your eyes on the road, I'll do the talking. And everybody else who uses this for whatever reasons you do, like background noise while you're cleaning the house or doing stuff around, whatever it is that you're doing, I love hearing how people listen to this show. It, it, it's so fun knowing, hey, some people are listening to it during the day, some afternoon, some people at night, wherever, whenever, or whatever you're doing, this is for you. To all my listeners around the world, United States, Germany, Mongolia, France, Mexico, thanks so very, very much. Minneapolis, Minnesota, Washington, Virginia, St. Paul, Minnesota, Savage, Minnesota, Farmington, Minnesota, Bergenfield, New Jersey, Long Beach, California, Madison, Wisconsin, Duluth, Minnesota, Falls Church, Virginia, Andover, Minnesota, West Springfield, Mass. Every one of you, you guys are so awesome. Listen to the show, it just makes me giddy. I'm not even going to lie. You know it does. Every time I see your name of your city, your state, country show up, this guy does a happy dance. So I salute you guys. And this week's special bourbon toast goes out to Molly at work. Thank you for listening to every episode. I know sometimes you have to take long road trips to go to where, where you're going. Thanks for bringing me along. Here's to you, Molly. Cheers. And because this episode was really heavy and really dealt with serious issues, you know, I just want to tell everybody, you know, it's it's hard out there some days, but I know these are just words when you're in the midst of it all, but please try to think, just wait another day, wait another day, talk to somebody. Yes, it's hard. And I can't imagine what you might be going through right now. There's no way anybody can know. But please just try to go through another day. Just call somebody, talk to somebody, because anything is the final, final thing you cannot take back. Just talk to somebody. That's all I ask, because on a personal level, I lost somebody a couple years back, a very dear friend of mine. And so I want to dedicate this episode to him, Joe, just a great guy. And we all miss you so much. And it just we wish we could have been there more for you or wish somehow we would have known more. So this is for you, Joe, and to all you out there who are suffering and thinking you're fighting alone, but you're not. Just please reach out and just know that you're not alone. I know this might just be sound like words, but it's true. You are never alone. Now it's time for the music section. I know, I know, it's all so very exciting, but this is the music section. What I was listening to when I was making the TV version, which turns into the podcast version, because that one takes so much more time to make. I first started off with... Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell. If you haven't listened to that in a while, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listen to Bad Out of Hell. It is just operatic. It's epic. It's only like, I think, seven songs, give or take. But the songs are just epic. So I listened to that twice while making this show. And then I moved on to Pink Floyd's The Wall. Again, just an all-time classic album. Full of hits. Just It's one of those ones that are just, it'll live forever. And I also listened to that one twice back to back while I was making this episode because this one was a bear to make. But then finally was the essential Leonard Cohen. You must listen to Leonard Cohen. He has the best pipes. 
His songs are great. They're legendary. If you've never heard of him or you've never given him a shot, listen to The Essential Leonard Cohen. You won't regret it. Trust me. Well, that's it. I'm thirsty. Cheers to you and to the movies. So until next time, be well, be good, and I'm gone. I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Judge. (laughs) 